Welcome to the Cinephile Hissy Fit Podcast, the tirade film movie debate podcast hosted by two film critics, cool dads, and struggling teachers. I'm Don Shanahan. I'm Will Johnson. We're damn glad to have you. Folks, this is all for tantrum's sake, where shared passions and high fives wash away any place for hate. In the end, we encourage you all to love what you love, but for now, the gloves are off and the hissy fit is on. Folks, we have a very special uh, set of episodes we're recording today because Will Johnson has made the trip to Chicago. He is in person. I am touching his arm right Ooh. now. You can't see in the, in the, the pocket. Got goose flesh. Right. But Will has come uh, to Chicago on, on a nice family trip. Some for good reason, some for bad, but that's yeah, all right. That's right. Um, but while he's here, we wanted to, if you've seen our socials, you've seen our video of us bantering back and forth. We're going to put that on one mic and on, on, on tape together today. We're going to throw some talks about Chicago movies, kind of our Chicago history, what brings him here, what has always had me here, and we'll kind of go from there. Mm-hmm. Not so much a love and hate thing with our usual format today, where it's not a lot of inter- any minutes. I didn't ring the bell on the timer up here. We're just going to shoot the shit and roll. That's right. That sounds great. That's we're here. <clears throat> it's weird making eye contact. Like yeah. we're, we're kind of talking to each other, and then I'm kind of like, I'm going to look up at the ceiling because uh, I can't look into those beautiful baby blues oh, I know, and, right? uh, and not be seduced by them so uh yeah i'm yeah. just doing my best if i had a thing for guys with beards i'd, <laughs> I'd have a thing for a guy with a beard next to me uh, well what can i say uh but many chicago people are not happy with my t-shirt right now which uh, we did a little video recording for you guys That's right. which we're going to put on the socials but uh yeah i got my super bowl champion uh thing i've been getting a lot of weird looks i went into dunkin uh-huh. Donuts today on the way over you here you would get a weird look in this city. and there's all these people with cubs tattoos and, and yeah. bears stuff and they're just like what the hell is this guy doing however on the back where it says we beat the packers in the nfc championship game that made many chicago people happy. that so, that helps us a lot because uh, if, if aaron Rodgers won a title after bitching about his team all year we we would never hear the end of it as bears oh fans. my god yeah, yeah. it's too it's much bad enough we i mean the going stat we get in town is then they always show it on tv is how many bears quarterbacks we've had since the the tenure of Favre to Rodgers and it's like seventy five different starting <laughs> quarterbacks and they've had two, so it's, yeah. it's terrible. Yeah, and uh, because now I know we don't we don't watch a lot. I was talking to you about this. I know we don't watch a lot of preseason football. We're not really fans of it. I don't give a shit really about preseason football. But it is very Bears to yeah. put out their potential franchise quarterback uh, in the middle uh, in the fourth quarter with five minutes left mm-hmm. when you're down forty five to twelve. Yeah, that's real sweet of them to do and, that, huh? and then uh, to get injured. So that's just yeah. like that's a very bearish thing to that's happen. A bit, yeah, it's it's bad. But this is not a sports talk. No, not, we don't have any hot no. takes or anything like that for you. Yeah. I mean, we both agree. Probably Michael Jordan, the greatest athlete of all time. Easily, no, Easily. no question. Yeah, um, yeah. Followed only by Tom Brady. I just wink, wink there. Um, I, I, as I, I I'm one of the few people around here locally who will defend Tom Brady. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah, I sure will. Uh, you sure will. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So, well, what I wanted to ask you first. Yes. We're in Chicago right now. We're in a suburb of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Don's this... address is. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, no, but we're. I'm uh, in the city of Elmwood Park. Shout out to Elmwood Park. Elmwood Park. Yeah, absolutely. For my first time in Elmwood Park. Uh, I've been in a lot of Chicago, but let's talk about our Chicago history. Okay. Um, so, I'm easy. You know. Yeah. Uh, what's your story? So I'm the liberal unicorn who left a conservative town. Um, I'm a gravel road farm boy from uh, Piatone, Illinois. Shout out to Piatone. Okay. It's about 45 minutes south of the city. Um, I 
and one of the the people of that little town who actually went to college, you know, mm-hmm. not good people, good portion of my graduating class went to college, but it's really stuck for me. I went to school at uh, St. Joseph's College in Rensselaer, Indiana, about an hour. Uh, you know, your Northwest I Indiana. Know. So um, yeah. th- I went to that kind of Irish Catholic school. Movie roots there. Our Brian song was filmed there because mm-hmm. of the that was the longtime home of the Chicago Bears training camp for a long time. So my colleges, which has now been closed, actually. Yep. I have a man with no with a no college in alum. Um, our movie claim to fame is Brian's song. So after college, I wanted to teach. Um, I went to where the jobs were and the jobs were in the burbs and places here in Chicago. It's where they had the biggest need. Mm-hmm. So I've always taught in more of a city urban population and, and, mm-hmm. and that has always stuck. And I'm going to start your 20 of education right here. Wow. Um, I, you. uh, you know, m- married the kindergarten teacher after being the fourth grade teacher. And we've always, she's always been a city girl. I've become a city person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, uh, I have to, when I go home, I have to say, yeah, this is my life now. I'm not moving back, you know? Yeah, that's great. Most family is very disappointed by me saying that. Yeah, well, a little little inside fact, one of the things that connected me and Don was, um, I saw him on Facebook, he had a St. Joseph's, what was it, a football helmet? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my parents disgustingly got together uh, and obviously produced me in college, so... Um, whoa, 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 you were conceived at that campus? I have no idea. Oh, I, I wouldn't that be something? I don't like to think about it. Okay. They did, they did, <laughs> well, they did get married okay. the day after graduating from St. Joseph's. So, I, yeah. Okay. So, And that's partially why I'm here is my mom recently passed. I'm sure we mentioned it on the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but uh, her whole family's in Chicago. So that's kind of my connection yeah. is I've been visiting Chicago. I'm a Florida boy. I'm originally from Tampa, if you can't tell. Uh, and then I moved to Phoenix. Um, but, I mean, I visited Chicago I mean, countless, countless mm-hmm. times I've been here, loads and loads. So that's kind of my Chicago history is just visiting family. I always kind of get the benefit of the, as you said, the Midwestern, um, what was it, Midwestern? Midwestern, what, we got charm. We have charm, you know, yeah. good values here. Everyone helps everybody. Yeah, no one would, no know, one lets me Not a lot of assholes any, here. No, no one would let me do anything. Like no. here, I can't pay for anything. I can't. That's true. I can't yeah. do anything. I mean, today to get to here, it's about 35 minutes, yeah. 40 minutes, well, me driving about 50, but sure. You uh, got sunny traffic. You'd still be driving if it was Monday morning. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. But you know, we, um, yeah, my uncle let me borrow his car and I'm just like, are you sure? You, you know, you, you don't know what I'm like as a driver. Bring it back you with know? a full ticket. Yes. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's all they say. <laughs> so, and I got my kids here right now and mm-hmm. they're, uh, they're enjoying it. My, my daughter's first, my youngest daughter's first plane flight. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, my oldest has been here a couple times, so she's kind of familiar. So okay. Chicago is kind of like, I, I don't want to say second home because I don't know, like, if you drop me in the I middle, figured Tampa is second home with you now being in Phoenix. T- Tampa would be my second home because I can still drive around yeah. there and know where I am. I, if you drop me in the middle of Chicago right now, I'd have no idea where I am. Sure, uh, sure. I need help for that. But okay. um, I would say it is, uh, let's say, an honorary second home. Honorary second home? Maybe like a 1.5. I, we would take the bronze at third. It'd be okay if we got yeah, bronze. Yeah, and it's okay. a great city that's to uh, bad, have yeah. that. But uh, seriously, yeah. if you got a city that has my family and Don Shanahan in it, that's, mm-hmm. and his lovely wife and uh, adorable kids. Yeah. Uh, your kids are so, so cute. Right. So um, seriously. And they have they have left to go to church while I'm here day drinking with Will. 
Yeah, that's right. He's day what, what a Sunday. What a Sunday. He's day drinking with the atheist. So that's really going to help the family. Yeah. Uh, Help the family out. Don't worry. It's all for podcasting. <laughs> so, no, um, what, since we got you here in Chicago, we figured right. like a good little episode to kind of banter back and forth, put some content out there just to be together is to talk Chicago movies. We're, yes. we're a love-hate crowd for Chicago movies. We're, we're a love-hate podcast. So mm-hmm. um, oh. I'll go negative first because okay. the loves right. are easy. And most people love to see movies about this town. Okay. Is there a Chicago movie you hate? Are you like, you know what? That's over overrated this or that or it's a shitty version of the city well let me preface it by saying that i was shocked at the amount of movies that are shot in chicago because there's not that many i I thought there would be more we've had a we've had a renaissance in the last when batman showed up in 05 yeah um we've had a renaissance since then where there's a shit ton of tv shows Mm. produced here like you you hear about it here in the burbs here or even in the city like has chicago fire shot in your block yet or you know Uh, that whole the whole nbc family of shows and sure enough last uh this past february chicago fire did shoot on my block you know Uh, and then like dennis leary was here with rescue me for a couple years and they shot on our block you know so it's it's become a tv town but yeah, uh, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. The, the, keep going. Keep going. Though. No, I was going to say, I, but I'm looking at a list right now of films. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's really nothing to hate about. I mean, yeah. Of the, of the list that I have, um, I guess now here's another Chicago fact about me. Sure. My, my mom's family is all South side Chicago. So they're all yeah. White Sox fans. I know. So uh, Don here is Cubs fan. I am. Um, so that's troublesome. But uh, I, I suppose the movie Rookie of the Year might be a problem for like. Sure. I can't imagine my family, you know, paying money to go see a ticket about a Cubs pitcher. Yeah, you know? and a little kid Cubs pitcher at that. Yeah. No, it's uh, I, I we were talking before the show here. That it's unfortunate they've had more Cubs movies than White Sox movies. Like I, when I think of scenes at Comiskey Park, I have. Comiskey Park has doubled in movies for to be like Tiger Stadium or things like that, and uh, yep. and uh, my best friend's wedding had a had a Comiskey Park scene right around when that park was new because it opened in ninety one. Mm-hmm. They shot that movie in ninety five, going on ninety six, and right. so it was a newish ballpark. It looked real cool in a movie, uh, especially with Julie Roberts holding a pitcher beer in a movie. Uh, that was, will, they had that in the trailer. I remember sure I was did. just like, mm, yeah, right, I'll, 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 right. I'll go watch Comiskey Park for that. So yeah, but then uh, but Wrigley with the lovable losers thing has been you know. Uh, between Rookie of the Year, uh, League of Their Own shot some stuff at Wrigley because mm. it looks like an old-timey ballpark. Mm. Um, mm. Some of that stuff still kind of hangs in a little bit. I mean, there's more Minnesota Twins movies than there are White Sox movies. Yeah, <laughs> But, uh, no, I, I, you know, in fact, there's actually more Tampa Bay, at the time, Devil Ray movies with Disney's The Rookie. I know. Than there are White uh, Sox movies. I remember the White Sox, uh, White Sox being in, uh, I think it was Major League Two. Okay. Um, because they were kind of the villains in uh, Major League Two. Uh, you know, they, okay. were, they were in the the. Uh, Someone's always got to be the villain if it's not the Yankees. Yeah, it was uh, well because yeah, I think the I can't remember who the main villain was. It had to be the Yankees. In Major League. Always the Yankees. Was it the Yankees? That's got American it. League team. That makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, the White Sox were. Uh, they had uh, what was his name? I always get him confused. Well, there's Keith David, and then there's David Keith. Mm-hmm. Keith David is the booming voice dude yes, from yes, yes. you know like uh the I, thing. I, I don't want to i don't want to be big bird from sesame street but one is black one is white well, <laughs> okay, just saying yeah so david okay. keith who you know uh kind of that surly always plays a, a slime ball in like 80s yeah, 90s he's movies. always either like a bad guy i actually just watched um 
the two Jakes with uh, Jack Nicholson. It's kind of He's a sequel there. to yeah. Chinatown. Uh, China China. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, there's a scene where uh, Jack Nicholson makes him suck on a gun barrel, and then oh, yeah. uh, David Keith uh, pisses himself. It's great. Great yeah. cinema, yeah. Uh, but uh, no, but no, he Take was. That Scorsese. But I remember he was. Uh, no, he was like the the bad Chicago White Sox. Well, he was on the Indians, and he gets traded, mm-hmm. and then he's hitting a thousand. I remember watching that in yeah. the movie. I'm like, there's no one who no hits a thousand, especially that late in yeah. the season. But anyways, but yeah, the the point is, is that uh, for for such a city that has such a uh, interstate sports rivalry, yeah, it is surprising that there isn't but if you're a cubs fan i mean you got rookie, rookie of the year, of the year is movie. like you it's know easy. i mean you got gary Busey, daniel stern daniel stern directed you. it right i think he did yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's uh yeah. interesting um the other know. thing i see about movies that like you feel like oh that's got to be chicago and then it's not is the movies that like borrow exteriors here but then they shoot them someplace else mm-hmm. and i was doing some research a years a couple years back for like a, i did a stupid little column like best chicago movies in mm-hmm. toronto has been our city standing for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. So like movies that you would think like, oh, that's such a Chicago movie, like Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah. yeah you know, they yeah. exteriors only uh, shot in mm. Toronto. You know, uh, John Q, Time Traveler's Wife, Big Fat Greek Wedding. Was John Q a Chicago movie? Like the hospitals and stuff, I guess, that are in the movie yeah. is in Chicago. Okay. You know, um, gotcha. iRobot, Source Code. Uh, they borrow some exteriors. Most of it shot in Vancouver, Toronto. Well, yeah, I was going to say, cause, but that's yeah. that's kind of common for a lot of cities. I it mean, happens, like, I uh, like Georgia has been every Marvel movie. Well, Cleveland's been New yeah. York and Avengers. So. Well, because remember when um, they made that big deal, yeah. the Jackie Chan invasion oh, uh, yeah. stuff, and they made that big deal about Rumble in the Bronx, but mm-hmm. it was really Rumble in Vancouver or yeah, yeah, Toronto yeah. or wherever the hell it was. So that's pretty common. But yeah, it does seem like Chicago gets like... Um, the face value, but not the representation. I agree. You know what I mean? So. If there's another Chicago movie I hate, it's... I. I'm just not a fan of the Transformers movies, so you can take. Are they Dark- here? Are they in Chicago? Yeah, we, we had the one. We had Dark of the Moon. Jesus Christ! Where, uh, terrible name for a film. Oh, I know. By the way, so that movie. I, I don't know if you. I can't tell the movies part, but I I can tell that one apart because it's in Chicago. I know they borrowed um like Patrick Dempsey's like your corporate heavy in that movie, and his like headquarters is the art institute, the art museum in Milwaukee because it has this beautiful unfurled patio thing yeah. going on there, and it's an art museum. Um, but then they borrow Chicago to like, you know, of course the, the city, they can beat up and things like that and, and tear up and all that. Yeah. Um, Rampage borrowed some Chicago exteriors when the rock oh, knocked over God. the Willis tower and things like that and fell perfectly on its side and the rock was fine. <laughs> so there's some silly ones out there. Yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, I've, we were, I was actually talking about my family about this cause I told them we were going to be recording. And so they were very proud. They're like, we got to find these Chicago movies. Right. There's a lot of movies that will like take place in Chicago for like, uh, couple seconds you know yeah and uh, like for one was um my cousin was very adamant that this was not the case that it was a chicago movie but someone said uh hope floats mm-hmm. and Borrowed she was like that movie is not a chicago no. movie she's in chicago for 10 yeah. seconds and then blah so yeah. it's uh you know so there's movies that have chicago in them and mm-hmm. then like you said with the nolan Batman movies. Yeah, where it's Gotham Man of Steel used this to be Metropolis. Yeah, yeah we, which we've, is we've been borrowed. This is to be honest, I part many of the issues I have with the Nolan Batman films mm-hmm. is the fact that they use Chicago and had Chicago as Chicago. It did as look Gotham. Exactly and it's like, like where is the, the the reason why Batman's so interesting mm-hmm. in these other films, like the Burton film yeah. and even the Schumacher films, is because they're kind of like this 
heightened, right, grandiose, big production design stuff. Yeah. And then, it, then Nolan was just like, yeah, we'll just film on Michigan Avenue. We'll just go it's dingy like, Chicago. Yeah. I mean, so, I know you need something, but dress it up, make it not look yeah, like Chicago. Exactly. Like, yeah. um, my favorite, like my favorite Chicago scene in at least one of the Nolan movies. I love the uh, the first Tumblr ride where he's in Lower Record Drive in the Tunnel mm-hmm. Road, and like that was under construction at the time. And like you can drive that road now, mm-hmm. and you, you, I I throw on the the Zimmer music when I drive that road. Like I'm gonna <laughs> dart through traffic because I drive like a sound bitch. So um, I, I that's the one part I enjoy. But we've got some loves on a list here. What yeah, are some Chicago movies? Those stuff. are the hates. What are the Chicago movies we, you or I love? Well, yeah, we were looking at the list and I was like, I don't think any of these are bad movies. No. Um, there's one, uh, we'll, we'll start with you because there's okay. one that I haven't seen, which is kind of like one of those blind spot movies that I mm-hmm. feel like I should have seen by now, yeah. especially with who's in it mm-hmm. and what it's about. And it's got a, I, I don't want to say like a great director. It's a Ron Howard film, right? Backdraft. I call him a, in the Hall of Very Good. Hall of Very Good. Yeah, he's, I yeah. mean, you know, he's fine. He's um, fine. Lately, he, boy, he fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say. Uh, I did watch Rush recently, and I like that. Rush is silent. So, but no, but I never get, like, excited for he's a Ron He's not appointment movie. viewing. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, no, but Backdraft is on your list, and that's Backdraft one I haven't is, seen. Yeah, um, Backdraft is one of those movies where... Uh, I was like, so in 89, I think it came out in 91. I was like 11. Mm-hmm. And uh, like most kids around, most, or well, just any Midwestern kid from small towns, one of the jobs you want to be when you grow up is a firefighter. You know, and then you watch that movie. And if you, you know, no spoiler alert here, uh, yeah. it's about two firefighting brothers whose father was a firefighter, passed away on the job. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in tragic movie opening fashion with mm. Hans Zimmer strings and brass <laughs> laying it in, you know. Right. And uh, it's about these, you know, dueling brothers where one is, you know, the big brother is uh, this super amazing, almost heroic fireman. The little brother is the, I, I'm stuck being a fireman because the family says I'm a fireman, and uh, right. but I'm not really good at it. I'm, not, I'm totally not what my brother is. Right. And uh, I, you know, in my family, I'm big brother. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I go to Kurt Russell and I go, I, I mean, I want to be a big brother like that. I want to be a heroic to my little brother someday or just or also be this amazing and cool firefighter. Mm-hmm. And um, the movie is really good. Like for 1991 standards, practical fire effects. Mm-hmm. Most of the actors in the film were their own stunt person, like credited yeah. in the movie as stunt performers, wow. not just the like, you know, they had a double in there and all that. So um, but you got De Niro, you got Sutherland, you got uh, Kurt Russell at his machoist uh and yeah, it's just a William good Baldwin? William Baldwin, you know, who's he's technically the star of the movie, but it's yeah. it's the show of other things. But no, um, super solid Chicago movie in terms of uh, just Chicago-ness. Um, not as many Chicago, Chicago sausage talk. All about, you know, <laughs> they really have, play those stereotypes high on TV. There's not as many of those in the movie. The Bears. The Bears. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, as a kid who wanted to be a firefighter. You watch a tragic movie about firefighters. I didn't want to be a firefighter after that movie. Well, I mean, no, <laughs> but at the same time, it's, it's it's for me, it's a guy cry movie, like like because there's a just poignancy to it that mm. I don't want to spoil. So no, don't spoil. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's on HBO. I'm gonna watch it. It's solid. Back. It's solid. But uh, that's but, a little a high one for me though. Not normally high in most people's Chicago list, but it's up there for me. That is a Chicago connection as well. My grandfather was a Chicago fireman. Nice. Um, and actually, he did have. A, if you're, if I'm thinking of what you're thinking of in terms of a big Hollywood thing, my, mm-hmm. my grandfather did have kind of a Hollywood uh, so so unreal that it's you can't believe it happened. But okay. I remember my my grandfather was my mom my mom was you know six or seven. Mm-hmm. My grandfather was on the top of a building, uh, eight stories or something like that. Right. I, don't know, I don't know the specifics, and the building like exploded. He flew Damn. across, uh, like I don't know how 
how many feet, but he landed in like a used car lot or something across wow. the street. And, um, you know, my mom had no idea if he was going to live or die. And, um, you know, and then he became, uh, my understanding is he became kind of, uh, as he got older, he would uh, draw like city maps for the firemen. And cool. So we have a, a strong fireman history yeah. in, in our, so it's, it's that blue it's, collar kind of city where yeah. like, everybody knows a copper fireman. Yep. I, I know several, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's just that kind of thing. So he told you, me you that, come here uh, to the city to be one of those things. I can, I can tell you would like it cause you have a little mischievous streak in you. I can tell mm-hmm. my grandfather would tell me, uh, like what would happen if someone parked in front of a fire hydrant and they mm-hmm. would use it, they would bust out all the windows, put the hose through the car. They uh, do that exact scene in Backdraft. Oh, do they? Okay. Well, Reference from Chicago. Logan okay. Account. There you go. See, I yeah. haven't seen the they movie. They took this gorgeous scene. Mercedes and hammer the windows through <laughs> and go right through it. It's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's sweet. I will talk about one. Go for um, it. So in my, so I have a 12 year old daughter and mm-hmm. um, we've done um, plenty of movies. I, I, I've, We've done all the Marvel movies. She was interested in that. And so I started to say, okay, she's old enough now. I'm mm-hmm. going to do what my parents did. I'm going to say, we're going to watch a movie. Yeah. And for the most part, she does it, even if it's reluctant. Like we watched all the Indiana Jones. We've done all this. Mm-hmm. So uh, The Fugitive, which was yeah. filmed in Chicago, uh, that showed up on HBO. And I was really in the mood for a Harrison Ford movie. Mm-hmm. I figured that's a connection. She knows who Harrison Ford is through Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Great actor. One of my favorite actors of all time. And um, I said, we're going to watch The Fugitive. She's like, no. And I said, no, 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 trust me. <laughs> we're going to watch The Fugitive. So she said, she kept saying no. And so for the first time in my life, I don't know if you've ever had to use this power. I call it the daddy executive action, where I basically we said. use the word veto in this house. Veto, okay. I, yeah. I literally just said, sit down. Mm-hmm. You have no choice. I'm your father. Mm-hmm. You will watch this movie with me. Uh, so she watched it uh, as a hostile witness, <laughs> um, but I was showing her Chicago throughout uh, because it is a great Chicago movie. It's it got is. a lot of, um, I, I don't want to say it has a lot of Chicago personality, but it, it like a good Michael Mann film, it mm-hmm. really uses Chicago as a character, I think. Yeah. Um, that parade scene is what most locals point to. It's like, they, yeah. because they shot that on the fly during the yep. St. Patrick's Day parade. Putting stars in and around, you have one shot at that, yep. you know, to yep. make that work. And oh yeah, but, but the rivers and the public transportation, and yep. they really work that city well. Just yeah, just the way that they filmed it, and it's so yeah. dramatic. I mean, even using the L trains as a mm-hmm. plot device, you yeah. know, for the uh, you know the state of the art technology yeah. uh, of uh, you know uh, sound recording and stuff like that. It was pretty awesome. And they they go to enough. Like not the most major and obvious Chicago places for right. different things. Like for example, my like whatever the hotel is at the end with the big fight is right, like a, right. like my wife had a prom there. You know, it's like that kind of oh, thing. Really? You know, like just wow. randomness of like everyone's everyone yeah. could go, Oh yeah, they, there's that. And they I remember they used um actual Chicago reporters to mm-hmm. do the reporters in that scene. They really grabbed a piece of Chicago, you know? Yeah. Um yeah. the train the what cracks me up is the um the stuff that's not Chicago in that movie. Like the big mm. dam and like train wreck with the woods and the hills. Yeah. There's not a hill in Illinois at all. Is there a there's, dam here? No. Okay. So they shot that probably Kentucky or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, for me, you know me, I'm a favorite versus best guy. To right. me, that is the best movie that's been made in Chicago. Yeah. I don't think it's the favorite movie for me, but it's the best movie. Your favorite, your favorite best. I mean, you've been. Sometimes I got to delineate. Sometimes you. Occupational hazard. You go away from that just to. Uh, yeah, troll me if anyone's followed mm-hmm. me on facebook we were i was recently talking about robert redford and yeah i gave my three 
off the top of my head, favorite performances. Yeah. And then Don had to get on there and be like, oh, your choices suck. So they glorify. Well, the one. <laughs> you pick two winners and then the glorified Marvel cameo because you're not the a Marvel glorified show. Marvel cameo. He's. He's the villain. But he's done so many other things, though. I know, but That's I like hard. him in that. I, yeah. It's a great selling point, too, because I can tell, like, older family members. Oh, I'm like, yeah. oh, you want to watch Robert Redford? Yeah. Let's watch. And, and my kids know yeah. who Robert Redford is now. Sure. And even Redford himself said, I want a movie my grandkids can see. Yeah. You know, it's perfect. And to defend it, I'll go on a little sideway here. Uh, mm-hmm. Three Days of the Condor. Amazing movie. A very, very yeah. influential on oh, Winter yeah. Soldier. I, I totally. watched it recently, and I was like... They even have an elevator scene. They've mm-hmm, even got all mm-hmm. this stuff. It's, it's yeah. very influential on that. But yeah. uh, anyways. So as the favorite versus best guy, I'll, since we're 23 minutes in, we probably should keep things 30. Um, to me, <laughs> best versus favorite, my favorite Chicago movie, which I think shows the city off the best of mm-hmm, any Chicago mm-hmm. movie. Plenty of movies are good in Chicago. Plenty of movies make Chicago look good. This movie makes Chicago look like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. It's Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, sure. And that was another one that had a parade that I believe mm-hmm. they filmed on the spot, yeah. right? filmed on the spot. In a, a lot of parade. locals in it. Yeah. Uh, I think there's one scene of a construction worker dancing, and I uh-huh. guess that was just a random guy that was enjoying yeah. the times. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah. every kid in this town dreams of having the Ferris Bueller day. Sure, sure. You know, like, can, can I ditch school and see all the shit that he saw in a day? Because yeah. he's going to museums. He's going to a Cubs game. There's noon and 120 Cubs games where you can pull that off. Uh, sure, sure. And, yeah, it just really showcased you know, the city the best. Like, you could just take a passport through the city to all the places that he goes to between the yeah. parades and the streets and the, and then just the, the banter. And then, as a kid, I didn't realize it until later, like, his best friends walk around like you are with a, you know, you're walking around today in a Tampa Bay t-shirt. His best friends walk around Detroit Red Wings That's sweater. True. That's true. You would never, yeah. you would get slayed in this city for that. <laughs> so the balls of Alan Ruck to go walking around Chicago and that cracks me up. Yeah, no, uh, Ferris Bueller is interesting uh, because I like that it has, um, it's dreamy enough that it has a lot of, have mm. you read about all these kind of like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, hot takes about how like maybe, Ferris is not real and he's mm. part of like Alan Ruck's imagination cool. or, yeah, you know, like there's all these kind of cool theories about like, yeah. what he is because he does break the fourth wall. He does. You know, he's kind of impossible to, he's like a trickster God. He's like yeah. the Loki of he is. Ferris. He gets away mm-hmm. with everything. Everybody loves him no matter if they're a freshman, a senior, right. an adult, the secretary. Yeah. And I do got to say that the, uh, the villain of the piece, Jeffrey Jones, Oh, he's awesome. Um, as his real life unfolds, it mm-hmm. makes him more villainous because you're just like, oh, so this is a guy who works with children every day and yeah. really mm-hmm. wants to punish this one to the point mm-hmm. of going to their house. And it's like, yeah. when you know about Jeffrey Jones, I mean, look it up. I'm not going to go through it. But, yeah, I know. Uh, it's It kind of makes him even more villainous. It's mm-hmm. great. But um, So that's my favorite Chicago movie. Do you have one that's like the favorite? Well, okay, so. Of the high-end ones that are out there? I'm looking at this list because yeah. this is the best. I mean. Like yes, I can do. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of films that have like Chicago scenes in them, which mm-hmm. are cool. Like uh, I remember, I think Road to Perdition. They go meet Use Capone, don't they? Yeah, um, and, but they go to like those rural banks along the way. Like it's a story of getting from like Des Moines to here, you know, from right. Iowa to here. So they knock off the little banks along the way, and many of those little banks are shot in some of the rural towns south and around Chicago. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. one of them was really close to where I grew up, towards Pietro and Beecher. So like, but uh, and but it does start to eventually culminate in Chicago, but they borrowed a lot of places. Yeah, but I think there's a scene with Capone, I think, in Frank Chicago. Frank Nettie. They, is it Nettie? Yeah, Stanley Tucci plays no, Capone's no, no, no. top it's, lieutenant. It's Frank Lepag... What's his name? Uh, 
LaPaglia. What's that actor's Anthony name? LaPaglia? Anthony LaPaglia plays Al Capone. I and I remember, remember Al Capone has a cold the whole time. I thought that was really cool. Oh, touch. I don't know. It's only like one scene. Well, that's why I'm thinking of the Frank Nettie stuff with Stan yeah. Tucci. No, definitely not. Okay. I'm not I'll look it up. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, you know, it might Solid have been, movie, though. You know what? It might have been a Billy the Saint. That could I be. Don't, I, I don't. Yeah. I thought that's ringing more of a bell. Yeah, because that seems. Uh, the more I think about it now, I'm like, hmm. And great, I kind of like film. that you. That it, it would be fun to have that, you know, because it's a graphic novel that's fictional. Yeah, but yeah. it'd be fun to have that touch upon that actual history. And I guess Frank Nettie's the best you get. And I think that would, I'm guessing they deleted it also because it would probably take away from the heavy that is Paul Newman in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, make him look, don't make him look less composed, make him be the end man. So. Yeah. Well, and that was a great film. I'm glad we brought it up because that's mm-hmm. a great, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Anti Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks performance. Totally. And there's um, so few of those. And I like that what I liked, what drew me to the picture the most was that all of those like henchmen you see mm-hmm. in gangster movies, you know, the ones that get shot by the police or, yeah. you know, sneer in the background. I like that the movie focuses on one of them. You know, this isn't the charismatic crime boss. This isn't, yeah. Um, this is just a, uh, you know, the blue collar uh, mm-hmm. henchman, the gunman, the right. bag man, you know, right. I thought that was really cool. Um, let me see. Uh, look at this list here. Uh, Untouchables. I like uh, yep. Brian De Palma. I think, um, uh, great movie, great. Uh, you like Kevin Costner? So I do. Kevin I'm a big, Costner Co- big Costner fan. Uh, the only thing I think maybe that Union Station scene at the end, man. Whew. Yeah, which he you can visit those steps. It's yeah, so cool that's true. He did um, De Palma or Costner. Yeah, De Palma did that, but I feel like um, he almost like replicated that. He again borrowed it from in... a French movie, yeah. and then used it again someplace else. You're and right. then, of course, Naked Gun, whichever one. Mm-hmm. Played that where OJ Simpson has the baby, catches the baby, right. and he's about to spike it. <laughs> um, High Fidelity, I, I, I've read the book and seen the movie. Uh, I have not read the book. I need to. The book takes place in London. I do But know the that. movie takes place in Chicago. Do you feel like it was a good transport? Or... Absolutely. I would have had no idea. It's yeah. perfect transportation to... Uh, it's not as abrupt as another book by Nick Hornby called... Um, Fever pitch. Oh, because that's soccer versus baseball. So, because you have soccer in England, and then you have Jimmy Fallon with Red Sox in Boston, it's, yeah. it's quite it's a drastic down. turn. Okay. Well, especially since Boston, they suck. Yeah. But um, and I'm not a Jupiter more person. That does nothing. <laughs> How dare you? She's horrible. What do you mean she's horrible? She can't act. What are you talking about? Future show. Here we go. Oh, God. What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> was a great actress. No, no. She's a okay, great Okay, I'm not going to say great. I'm no, going to say yeah. good actress. Oh, oh maybe. Now, now this is going to tie in because we're yeah. going to wrap up here in a second. But um, so this, whatever this goes at, I don't know when this is going to mm-hmm. come. Uh, it's either already happened, or if you're listening to this in 2050, <laughs> right? But, but we're going to be doing. I'm going to be doing a, a live cinephile hazy fit recording with a guest co-host since Don. Um, you know, I come visit him, but he's not going to come visit me. Ah, good luck but, getting uh, the family out of the house here, man. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm going to be doing a live screening of Scream Four. Um, and then we're going to do a Q&A, or not a Q&A, we're going to do like kind of a history deep cut look at Wes Craven's filmography. Anyway, I bring that up because I think, and I want your take on this since okay. we're talking about Drew Barrymore, I was telling my family the other day that I think the opening, uh, I think it's a 10 minute sequence, the mm-hmm. opening 10 minutes of Scream, the first Scream with Drew Barrymore, mm-hmm. I tend to think that is one of the most well-directed, well-edited well acted and 
uh, well-written uh, scenes in movie history. Absolutely. Like I know Horde doesn't get the pub that it should get next to the dramas and next to the yeah. all-time high things, but the craft to make that rug pull open the 10 minutes of your movie and you put a star like Drew Barrymore in there and you have no idea it's coming and then you merge cuts and music and sets mm-hmm. and the movement and just and her frazzle yeah she, that's why i think amazing. she's a good actress uh she for stuff that. like she can sell that stuff she, can sell she, she can't that. sell a lot of other things but she can sell that like yeah. she'll never be in a costume drama <laughs> Hey, she was in Bad Girls, the oh. Western with Madeline yeah. Stowe. And, and she the, played the, the floozy like she's supposed to be. So that's oh, – she's man. the Mila Kunis of Westerns. Yikes. <laughs> Ooh. You know what? That's tough because I, yeah. I, I only like Mila Kunis in one film. And that's Forgetting Sarah Marshall. So I, I, I Black Swan. That's it for me. Uh, oh, that's right. So Black, one well, and a half. One and a half. One and a half. Because, yeah, yeah, she's not really the no, no, star no, of that. No. She's kind of more the – She's the, the B player there. But yeah. – Right in the that's starting a, lineup. That's so. a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. All right, we're we're, we're getting we're off right the track here. I uh, want to do a lightning round of other favorites. Yeah, I'm not going to say favorites because I, I don't. Well, you know yeah. what? While you were sleeping is something that that's I saw cute. a lot, and and that was yeah. during Sandra Bullock Fever. Oh yeah, Speed that was her come high out. time. Speed had come out, and everyone fell in love with her, including mm-hmm. me as a young man. I was in sixth or seventh too. grade. You know, I thought she was adorable, mm-hmm. and um, I saw that movie probably four times in the theater. Dang, yeah, nice. I did. I, I saw it a lot. Um, you know, that's back in the day when my mom would just drop me off at the theater, mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever. Uh, we got, I'll, uh, I'll advertise a pair of little ones. Um, okay. very similar to while you were sleeping in terms of the rom-com kind of thing, but actually a lot of heart to it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it literally and figuratively, uh, is return to me, David, right? Mini, Mini driver. So, mm. um, the company, for those who don't know, it's a small little 2000 film directed by Bonnie Hunt, great yep. comedian. Yep. And uh, I think she's yeah, she, oh, the writing in this movie is really mm-hmm. solid, mm-hmm. despite being a rom com. So, um, a guy loses his wife in a car accident, she dies. The recipient of her heart for transplant is the woman he falls in love with, unbeknownst mm-hmm. to him and mm-hmm. unbeknownst to her. That because mm-hmm. this woman's only alive because of his dead wife's heart, and then they realize, of course, in a silly, you know, happenstance of things, like, oh, wait you're the one that received my wife's heart and yeah, I wouldn't be here without it. And it's just, and it's sweet. And it's like a fun little mixture of like Chicago and Irish uh, or Italian and Irish Chicagoans. Cause you got Carol O'Connor and Robert Loja. So it's an easy little uh, favorite of mine and it has more as much drama as it does comedy. And it's just a unique movie in that way where so many things are straight, silly rom-com and this one has some punch to it. And yeah. It's a not bad in it. And Bonnie, Bonnie little, Hill gives it a good season. Yeah. Gives that a little, extra um because she's a great writer but uh the other one i'll, I'll advertise yeah. as a as a micro movie um that's got a good cult status since is love jones love jones shows just um oh great lorenz tate and neil long oh that's right neil yeah long. Like and it's neil um a kind of a one guy's a poet and a, an aspiring kind of writer one's a photographer and it's just um uh my friends will tell me all the time, just like, it's just such a unique perspective of, of black love, you know? And, oh, and yeah. so, and so few of them are out there. Like where no one in the movie is a black stereotype because it's been written and directed by a black filmmaker. And it's just, uh-huh. I really appreciate it because uh, it's a different scene of this city, still very authentic Chicago shot here. Um, I put it right next to like to the photograph this past year as being like, Finally, mm. a, a black romance that doesn't have to revolve around a stereotype like crime drugs and this and that. You know, they're, no they're no just, racial oppression, no dealing with white people bullshit. Just it's just a good movie that just happens to have black people. I do seem to remember there being kind of 
they don't really do it anymore, but mm -hmm. during my AMC days, when I worked at AMC, I remember there being kind of like every now and then there would be like a black centered film, usually by a black yeah. filmmaker. It doesn't seem like they make those anymore. There was no. like, um, well, maybe the Tyler Perry's of the world make them. Yeah. Better. Yeah. But, but there those was are like their a, own caricature attraction. Yeah. There was like not exactly uh, first man, I think with Tay Diggs, it was mm -hmm. one with the bachelor party or whatever. Or oh, no. best man. The best man yeah and then uh there was a movie a yeah, really like, fun movie called the wood the you wood is a very one? good movie. the woods yeah. really fun uh that's a great coming of age movie see and... those are the films i wish they'd make more of than yeah. just more tyler perry now don't get me wrong tyler perry you yeah, know sure. paves the road with gold some others can follow sure, but sure, yeah sure. but now um that's some good stuff there what's this one again uh that's my best friend's wedding uh, okay yeah, we, we haven't brought up the blues brothers are you a blues brothers guy i can take or leave it take or leave it yeah, yeah. take or leave it right. um i don't get Belushi. I don't get it. I, 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 we were, I, the appeal is hit or miss for me. Well, because I was recently watching 1941, mm -hmm. um, and he's just so bizarre in it. Like yeah. I, I don't get the humor of it. It, it seems like it's just a, a yeah. wild man with psychosis. And to me, that's Blues Brothers. Like, okay, it's a musical. Uh, 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 or, right, you know, right, a, a right. honky tonky go around the city musical, but people I'll tell you around here, people put that's everyone's never watched. Oh, Chicago, everyone loves, you know, uh, everyone loves Blues Brothers. I could take it. Yeah, that's true. end the show on a mixed bag. And that was like that. that's my last thing of research about Chicago. I could have sworn to God, especially because of Ghostbusters two, a pizza joke in that movie that Dan Aykroyd was a Chicago guy, but he's mm. a Canadian. He's very much Canadian. Yeah, I yeah. I thought he was a Chicago guy. No, yeah. no. Anyways. All right. So, this has been fun. Yeah, it absolutely has. Let's so, do it again in five minutes. Yeah, let's do it again in a couple <laughs> minutes. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Cinephile Fit and on Facebook at Cinephile Hissy Fits Podcast. Also, find us both on Letterboxd. Uh, thank you so much for your captive audience and social media participation. Cinephile Hissy Fits is a 25YL media podcast, and it's as important, Don, because you, you always forget to plug this. I do. Uh, when you talk about the show, but it's brought yeah. to you by the RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. I think one of our episodes with the main Mitch Proctor did it drop. And as of this recording, our episode on the Crow has just dropped. Please listen to that episode. Great passion, very good episode with our guy Mitch Proctor. No, but we also did one with Ruminations. Uh, yes, what he, the, he I can't remember us, the damn name of yeah, the show. Ruminations from the Red Room. <laughs> See, I got that part room. right. See, I got. Yeah, I don't yeah. get that right ever. Uh, but no, we were profiled and interviewed by Mitch on his show, yes. talking about what makes us tick as movie guys. So yeah, seek that yeah. out. Ruminations yeah. from the Red Room. Yes, absolutely. So, but please visit, rate, review, and subscribe. If you enjoyed the show, we have more where that came from with interesting hosts, a live event. Mm -hmm. More wonderful guests. We're booking guests all the time. Yeah. Um, we've got some great ones in the books already. Ben Calmer, Laura Knight, uh, Mitch Proctor. Yeah. Uh, am I missing anybody? No, those are the three we've had. Yeah, we've had so far. These are all available on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere you find your favorite shows.